is the morning of the 23rd of July 2019. Welcome to PBE Daily, the early mornings and late nights podcast. I am point blank, it won't be. Thank you so much for taking the time to listening to this podcast today. And I, I like it when I wake up and the first thing I get is an update from the app that is Anchor telling me that there's been more listens to a podcast I've recorded recently. It means there's a curiosity that is actually being brought back to the podcast after a, a long hiatus that it had over a three-week period where nothing was happening. So I'm eternally grateful for you for listening and thank you for every newcomer who actually took the time to come listen to this. And of course, for the people who took the time to tell their friends, to tell a friend about this podcast. I'm very, very grateful for that. I had the most interesting mornings today because in the last couple of weeks, I've been, ha- I've been having a very bad sleeping pattern and waking up pattern and say for example yesterday i rose an hour and a half earlier than i'm supposed to normally wake up based upon the calendar i'd like to sit for myself and when i rose today the first thing that happened was i I felt off i was like oh maybe this is a repeat of what happened the day before then the more i sat down here and then i i pick up my one of my watches because i like staying keeping the room dark for a couple of minutes first so my eyes can adapt to the natural lights that probably are seeping in or probably the night light from the security lights in the, in the area and then I turned the lights on in the house and when I was picking up the watch to look at the time lo and behold the alarm goes off so clearly I had a full night of sleep so I'm very happy about that it didn't take too long for me to actually sink into slumber but maybe the last chat I had is what led to it but i'm grateful i'm grateful i actually got to have that opportunity to sleep in and enjoy every second of sleeping in another thing that i enjoyed was that yesterday evening when i got home i I finally started revisiting the different commissions that i've I've been putting on hold for what the children's book that i was doing a couple of months back sorry a couple of weeks back i keep forgetting i was working with that children's book since january but as a guy who's constantly on the on to the next one mode of thinking i I'm content to say that I was able to even draft five pages last night as that counts for something and with the different books I was hoping to release based upon uh, wanting more material to be out from my pen I'm happy I'm even able to come up with structures and layouts again because those structures and layouts are what lead to the ability for me to make full page panels and full page layouts and I want to push the margins because I'm even trying to change the way I draw shots and angles of shots because there's this whole problem i've been having where i'd always keep things in very strategic two-dimensional ways of drawing and i want to change that i really want to add an element of cinema cinematography to how i illustrate my comic book pages and i hope it translates when the next books are released i released to the market and it's it sucks to 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 admit but i'm i'm, I'm okay to to say when i started up in in, in, the, in the field i'm in I had very very big weaknesses and as I go towards trying to find the perfect footing in making my pages look amazing like the, the second issues of the comic books I did look vastly better than the first issues and since we haven't ventured into the third issues yet I can't wait for you guys to see the way those books are going to look I mean the, the one book that I would say has a great advantage as far as my progression in art so far has to be Shadow Walkers issue 1 by Mutende writes and when you look at that book it, it had vastly better use of light and dark and I used more shadow where it was supposed to sit and more structurally uh, revisiting certain panels to make the cinema- cinematic look come to life and even the way I was rendering the characters, painting the characters it looked amazing and I was very happy about that and 
it actually is one of the reasons that today's episode is something i've i'm so glad it's one of the last things i watched last night that led to even more stuff to be watched this morning it this is one of the things i'm happy about when it comes to the internet yes there are cookies that will pop up based upon certain topics that you want to watch but if those particular topics that you want to watch have information as the underbelly or educative material towards the passions that you have you you are opened up to copious amounts of information and copious amounts of of uh, inspirations like for example the the clip i watched last night was talking about the masters of painting and and when i say painting i mean the masters of particular types of paintbrush strokes and how the evolution of the paintbrush strokes since the 1300s all the way up to the 2000s and if you go through that especially in a time where currently all our most of the prominent pieces of art being created are digital paintings in preparation for uh, maybe costume design and film uh, creation because I'm a big fan of the Marvel Studios films and the, most of the people from Marvel Film Studios who I follow are not the actors who play the roles but the artists who design their costumes. One person in particular who was a big inspiration in that he actually pushed me to attempt uh, digital paintings, a guy called Andy Park and Andy Park is the guy who designed the Captain America suit uh, for the first Avenger, and he also was involved in the creation of the Ant-Man suit. I think, quintessentially, if you look at his artwork, he probably did create the Ant-Man suit that was worn for the film. And as far as conceptualizing what the image would look like, he did a couple of panels that were used in the movie Age of Ultron. He did a couple of panels that were used in the movie um, uh, Civil War, and you, you can see his work online if you go to instagram and just type andy park andy a-a-n-a-n-d-y p-a-r-k he he also worked as a comic book artist initially because he worked on the uh, tomb raider series for top cow comics under image comics and it actually was one of the inspirations that led to this particular episode that i'm recording right now and it's a search to find a mastery of craft I've, I've been noticing this in my field and even one conversation I had last night actually inspired this and it was that the the current age of creatives in the Kenyan market few of them get to realize that because they are first they have the advantage of setting the precedent and setting the bar and even surpassing whatever bar could exist and by that I mean this I heard this from one of the one of the renowned photographers in country and this gentleman told me that for the longest time the advertising market used to have photographers and storyboard artists and stuff like that be flown in from South Africa to do the work here. Now the current generation of people who work in photography uh, in advertising are all homegrown and most of them yes they studied abroad and came back home but they still have a foothold in that they are the first generation of people to work in advertising to work in photography to work in film and it's why when i hear people complain so aggressively about how we don't get the t- chance to get accolades so big in the international market as far as having our films be represented or having our films be at the top notch of the, of the market I, I find it interesting because i wish people would just take the time to really pay attention to the fact that they are setting the precedent and they're starting to learn how to tell the proper kenyan narrative certain tropes that exist in some of our films are based upon the inspirations we have from our film favorite film directors and we haven't still taken the time to study how to go forward and sometimes the only way to go forward is to study their their work first so 
who will copy very closely in the initial stages then after we copy closely in the initial stages we start innovating as we go and when you innovate as you go by the time you get to the level where you're making products that are now being shared by the international market and the international stars want to be a part of your product is because you finally found your own personal language and it led me to another thing that i was actually thinking about and again this is where the cookies come in a video clip popped up in potential video clips i would watch on youtube and it was suggesting the lonely life of a creator or a creative if you will from that clip this is what i learned and i just it was like it's like just 30 minutes and this is what i learned from the clip it it's an interview with um a guy who's a producer in hollywood and he was talking about how there's these two places where uh a creative mind has to venture in order to find structure and find success but what he wanted to set in the in the in the in the groundwork was this most people think that because being creative is a lonely life that it's supposed to be something that to be shunned upon but every person who creates needs that loneliness in order for them to take everything that been, that's been inspired by the different interactions that they have and then they can now put structure into it and find their own translation of these things it's why most of the time when i get the chance and i can just be at home in the weekend if i don't have an event or i don't have any other obligations i'll just sit comfortably in the house and i just marinate on the different things that i've consumed time and again this podcast is 110% if not a thousand percent born from the different inspirations that i get while sitting on my own after interactions so the interactions do inform them but after the interactions inform them they then take them an extra mile and by taking time to actually have that it helps me make things come to life that would be used to the greater advantage of storytelling, uh, entertainment, animation, all these things. My different careers are only bettered because I take time to be alone. But now the different masters that would hope to actually inspire us to do these things, it sucks when some of the time when you come across the idea of having uh, masters to inspire you, you find them when they're already at their peak or because they had such a rough patch making it to that particular level of mastery they are extremely secretive or they're extremely harsh or they're extremely distant to you because i know i've met one or two people who actually were inspirations to me in my different careers and these people who are different inspirations they just didn't want to talk and i get that like i finally understand why they got to that level i rarely if ever and i've said it from this podcast before i rarely if ever go to give talks because I don't think there's really much to talk about. Granted, I've done this work for over 17 years, but there's not really much to talk about in that based upon the different things that I have learned as I go, I am yet to find the footing where I can comfortably say like, yep, I've, I've, I've arrived, I am here, and these are the things I've learned. So I figured since I'm not available to come on call and be standing in front of you to actually say these words, why not be that voice you hear via the internet, since it exists, that tells you the different mishaps and successes I'm having as I go. Now you get to join me in the creative process. You get to sit side by side with me as, as I play in your ear or I play through your speaker and I'm just conversing with you and telling you, yo, by the way, here's the pitfalls I've found, here's the successes that I've found. And by trying to master myself, we're going to master each other by actually bettering our individual selves. 
that's what this podcast stands for and that's what it was important for me to actually jump into this particular rabbit hole now the two places the individual who the 30 minute clip i watched this morning the two places he spoke of was an island of creativity i'm paraphrasing and the continent of reason now the continent of reason is where family tells you what they feel you should do with your life uh, friends are telling you what you should potentially do with your social settings um, career is telling you where you should potentially go in order to make enough of money or enough of, of successes to actually keep pushing things forward but the island of creativity wishes to push the envelope further than it possibly can let me give you a perfect example of this particular a great lands conflict that I'm going through right now. The technique I'm using to make the, po- the, the the posters for this particular podcast is a very vivid design that requires way more attention that, than I'm giving it the chance to. I try to reduce the number of minutes where I illustrate the, the image that is going to be the poster for the podcast to less than an hour or f- hit the mark that is 45 minutes. Now, if I'm just doing pen and ink and flat colors, I can probably hit that rather easily but i want to get my ability to do digital painting to be as fast as i sketch by getting them to that level it means i can actually churn out more material as time goes by because i I feel it is very very important for me to improve the speeds of every technique that i have in order to actually conform to what the continent will need by that i mean this when you get into the structure of a nine to five as a person who tries to create here's the problems and pitfalls you face there is structure in the continent the continent requires you to be in the office at a certain time the the structure requires you to be as productive as possible in those particular hours and by the time you leave that structure to go to the island you hope that whatever you did on the continent will feed the island and inspire the island to make new ventures come to life that's the curse of the creative and it's not really a curse it's the challenge because if you cannot find something that inspires you enough to make you push the envelope of that which you create and that which you love it's going to be supremely difficult for you to compete and we all try as much as possible to compete if we cannot compete we have issues and when we have those issues we keep on complaining and that's the last thing we want for ourselves because life should not be that much of a, of a struggle especially when you're trying to make something of yourself so some people who they were mentioned in that particular clip i was watching found order in the structures of the continent in that in within the hours of the continent they'd steal minutes here and there to make them be at their most creative they described a lady who she was a stay-at-home mom and she did not want any of her of her, of her neighbors and, and counterparts as far as the the estate she stayed in to be knowledgeable of the fact that she's a writer so she would try as much as possible to conform to what is expected of a stay-at-home mom in her period and in the freedom that she would have thereafter she would do her creative writing another person we described is a guy who was an amazing poet and this poet the way he worked was he would try as much as possible to stay within the structure of the nine to five as an insurance salesman and in his transit from place to place he would uh, do his poetry writing another person they described is Tolkien the writer of the Lord of the Rings now since he had the continent of of, of, of a family life and 
the nine to five was him being a teacher he did all his writing predominantly at night he probably is the closest thing to living proof of mortality being a flaw in the sense of you want to be able to do the nine to five work and want to be able to put the extra pages together but you need to find time to sit with your kids and sit with your family so you want to do that still be able to maintain a relationship with your wife but at the end of the day when everybody passes out and there's dead asleep you get to create and channel out a whole other world that will turn into films much much later in your life now when i look at that story and another thing that actually was mentioned in the clip was that he still sometimes without a bud of sleep would go and give lectures all day i would not advise this even though i do find that jabba juice helps a great deal to make sure this thing happens shout out to jabba juice but it i would hope for it to not come to that one of the chats i was having yesterday was asking me the kind of structure of a day that i have as far as how i get to work and why i chose to stay where i stay i stay where i stay because of the convenience of being able to be up this early to do something that would be creatively inspiring and enough of a kick for me to make it an extra thing that i create be in the nine to five early enough to get that going and after all that is said and done still come back in the evening early enough to get to a relax B, have a meal, C, do work that is supposedly supposed to be done, and hopefully, inshallah, if it makes any sense, have a semblance of a relationship. Because I'm, I'm sure I have my mom rather worried right now. And ladies, it's not that I do not have an attraction to you guys, it, I just simply have to find a way to make time. <laughs> and I'm, I apologize for anyone who may think that is me being chauvinistic in any way, shape, or form, but hey at least i'm starting from an honest place and i'm just telling you like hey sometimes you just want to be able to say something that was actually inspiring enough and by compartmentalizing the way my work is my island and my continent are taking good care of themselves so far and i'm glad i can fit in a couple of minutes of walking in the morning and in the evening i'm not the healthiest guy alive but i could try to be <laughs> so that's that now on top of that we come back to what i was actually saying initially the idea of wanting to be the master of your craft wanting to be the dopest person to actually do what you're doing it requires a certain degree of not marrying too closely to that which was set up before when i was watching that video clip last night i was speaking on the different artists who have been inspiration and movements towards the way brush strokes have been have been used in painting and how these different brush strokes were sometimes dictated by the tools that came in and since now we're in digital painting like you could you could mimic the brush stroke that was done on actual canvases online and on on a, on a digital platform it's important to try find your own translation of how these things are supposed to be done but as you're trying to find those translations you are on the journey of trying to find your own mastery and as you're on that journey you'd hope that the different things you put together the different things you create are loved by the audience that actually witnesses them I'm a sucker for being able to have my work be seen and no one having the, the know-it-all to even gather how I put it together. By doing that, it helps me keep pushing myself further because my thrill is I do the unexpected. And if I continue to do the unexpected, the work will always have respect from those who consume it. But the open playing field that the creative world has, especially here, 
is an advantage and a disadvantage in that some of the people who actually come in and they make great successes, the older they get, they decide to start barring the other people who come thereafter from getting a chance, even a fighting chance to even get into the industries that exist. Now, from one field that I'm actually surprised and I'm super happy that that actually has such a welcoming factor is the industry of event hosting and event MC. There's a click that used to exist and that click has that click has been set apart and it, it has seen the sense of collaboration by the creation of this thing called the Elite MC's Kenya Club. I, I, consider, I consider it a club. I don't know if it's that's its official names, I'm paraphrasing, but shout out to Chris Kira because Chris Kira is the guy who actually brought us on in that he watched our careers as they progressed and as we progressed he actually said dude come hang out with us there's no reason why you should be on that island over there and this continent feels the need that you actually play a part in what this continent is so the elite mcs is a collective of people who actually work in event hosting because there's some kind of events i would never host and i would like to be able to have at the touch of a button a person i would call and say like he would actually do a better job or she would do a better job call this person and get that thing going because here's the thing i'll tell you about my career as far as being an event host i enjoy being a hype man I enjoy being a rap event host. I enjoy being a corporate event host. These are spaces I can actually sit very, very comfortably, especially if I know what I'm talking about. What I will never touch, especially because I know I can't really even wing it perfectly, a sports event. I've never been really active in this in any specific sport. I'm still trying to learn the sport of rugby, which is a sport I wanted to play, but because of a head injury I had at the age of three, I'll never get the chance to actually experience that. But I hope to actually make a contribution to that actual world. So fingers crossed on how I do that uh, I know little to nothing of how to host or I choose to know little to nothing of how to host a funeral or a wedding I've hosted one funeral and I've hosted one wedding the wedding I only hosted it because it's a person who the love life that he has with this particular lady I watched that relationship happen and being a person who is in the same industry as far as rap was concerned and entertainment was concerned and seeing a guy actually find the love of his life who actually stuck by him and continues to stick by him this entire time and he demanded that I host his, his wedding I was going to host that no matter what and I'm glad I did and it's interesting because I just lost a relationship at that time but I was, I was able to witness happiness and true love and that was a fun thing to watch Away from that, when I come to the event hosting side of things, funerals, the funeral I hosted was of a, a friend's baby brother who happened to be a fan of the different things that I achieved at a certain time. So I owe it to this young man who was no longer with us to actually give him a send-off. And I'm glad I did that. But I, wouldn't, I wasn't going to put myself through that much cultural emotional experience because I, for one, cannot half fast or wing emotion if i'm in pain i'm in pain you will feel it you will see it you will witness it and you will either not like this performance i give or i will just flip out too much and it'll look too dramatic and it looks like i'm prepping to make troll worthy material and that's never going to be me so i would rather stay in pocket and have the people who are able to actually do the next level better take over that part and so the mastery of different things that these people are good at, I will literally push people in those particular fields in the direction they require to be. Because I'm not that greedy in an individual. 
I, I don't see why I should try hog a space when that space is just not going, going to work to your advantage. If you hog it, maybe that's the reason you don't grow. Simple as that. And those are just the structures I've given myself. In rap especially, that's why we had the hardest problem because the different people in rap would never really want to have anyone surpass them. And rap is a competitive thing, which is why when I look at artists actually get, being given props because they speak on low self-esteem and stuff like that, it became weird because the initial stages of a rapper was he was a bully and because you were a bully you perfected the other guy's craft because you keep on second guessing each other and you keep on checking each other's chin skill wise it's why a person like kendrick Lamar, who's never had beefs would do a verse where he looks like he's dissing everybody else in the industry it's competitive sport and because it's competitive sport you don't bring your emotions in which is why I'll be the only one to say this, and I'm no genius, I'm just going to put it this way. I'm surprised Logic makes any money, but he serves a purpose. He serves a purpose, generation needs what, he, what he's doing, and God bless him for doing exactly that. So even though I'm speaking in a position where it sums it sums up like I'm mocking him, I get he exists, and he serves his purpose. He found the way for his creative island to feed the continent. Good. Keep going. Godspeed. All I know is, as far as I'm concerned, in order to make sure that his side of things works perfectly, he needs an opposing factor. And that opposing factor is every other creative energy that is not of that ilk. That's how I see it. Because to try to be a master of anything that you enjoy, you must find a way to constantly chin check and keep on questioning the next man. If you can't chin check him or question him or even push him towards being like, yo man, I think I agree that you were right and I was wrong. If that doesn't exist, there's no way for them to actually even better themselves or even reach a position where guys are like, okay, now I accept the fact that I have flaws and these flaws will be fixed in this way, this way, this way, and this way. That is important. And because it's so important, I will always treat it with the sensitivity it requires. And that sensitivity is, masters will only exist if we keep on practicing. We can't lie to ourselves that the structures that we think are the perfect way for the world of music, entertainment, art to exist are by conforming to what the norms are. The different norms we have to conform to are potentially finding a way to find our, fund our craft. The advantages people like Leonardo da Vinci had were the fact that they had patrons. The advantages some other artists had is the fact that they came from affluent backgrounds or they had a sibling who was willing to be uh, a supporter of their craft. Now, if you don't come from that, and you're not sitting back waiting for the government to give you funds to be able to actually create your craft, sometimes you just have to find a way to get the structure of a 9 to 5 to feed that the craft. It's important for that to exist. And when one side makes more money than the other, you get to actually choose which side you want to take further from there. It's why parents insist so aggressively to artists that maybe they should just make sure their grades are good so that that which is earned from the grades can feed their passions. Every person, every past, the parents fear is can my kid be able to get the structure of having to feed themselves and fend for themselves and have a family and have a good life and have a structural life that is conformed to what society expects if they can have that great they will let the person do what they want but they also will be the first persons to accept if you are lucky enough parents will be the first person to accept like i didn't expect that to work and you'll be good maybe i've been lucky because my parents will be the first person to tell you like, eh, I, I didn't expect that, but since you've proven it, go ye forth and prosper. And that is what I've been able to do. And I haven't even scratched the surface of what I'm capable to do creatively. But I, I accept that my mortality will come to play and I will try as much as possible to safeguard that which I am to better the craft I will make later. So 
as we continue in our journey to, sun, to search for masters, let's accept the fact that if you come from a career that has no masters, get to be the one who sets the, that bar. But if you do have a career that actually has many people who have actually set a bar in a certain way, be the master who actually changed what that thing used to be. And I know it sounds like it's supposed to be uh, a tall order to do, but then tall orders is where the world go around, man. The radicalness that comes from having a tall order of something you have to fulfill, that's where the great energy comes from. That's where the true successes come from. And I think you really need to consider that as time goes by. With that being said, that's the end of the podcast so far. I'll be able to make another podcast, I think, tomorrow. I'm going to still continue with the structure of doing them just in the morning. But uh, when the late night comes in, probably the late night will come into play when I find something that is totally worth recording in the late night. But it's safe to say that the late night inspires the early morning. So all the stuff that swirls in my head after I do my research and my curiosities there, in, I'm able to make magic happen. So... Big shout out to everybody who takes the time to listen to this podcast. A big shout out to every platform that actually gets to share this. A big shout out to the potential advertisers who are going to come in. But I'm just holding myself back to reach a certain number. Then I start advertising because I don't want to bombard you with information that may bore you to death unless it's something I truly believe in. And I'm stubborn. It, it, it's not a money thing yet. And even when it comes to money thing, I hope I still maintain the integrity that the podcast has so far. So bless up and say it with me be Caesar or be nothing at all. You guys be good until the next recording. Peace out. Udo.